This podcast is sponsored by King Manual Therapy, restoring function to body and voice. Later on, we will be discussing the services Stephen offers and where you can find him. Hello and welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast that discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. My name is Kathy Reid. And I'm Scarlett Maltman. And today we are joined by two lovely ladies. We are here in Windsor to chat to Becky Barrett and Daniel Crockford from Becky Barrett Management. Hi, ladies. Hello, hello. Hello. It's so great to be here in Windsor. Me and Scarlett want to live here, don't yes. we? <laughs> and I want to meet Harry and Megan. Apparently they live quite close to the office. So after this interview, I'm just going to pop down for a cuppa. <laughs> and apparently the Queen's in as well today. So yeah. I think we might just go by and see if like, she wants to come on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So to start us off, as usual, we are going to play a little word association game. Are you ready, ladies? <laughs> right, Becky is first. Yeah. So, Mondays. Work. Coffee. Strong. Clients. Ooh. <laughs> Talented. <laughs> Happiness. Life. Stress. Work. We <laughs> switch, we switch. Office. Love. Spotlight renewal. <sighs> Kill me. <laughs> Support. Uh, important. Glass of wine. Delicious. <laughs> okay, this is my personal favourite. A block dance sneaker. Get out of my life. <laughs> I used to have a light baby blue pair. Oh, of course. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Pink as well, baby pink. Yeah, baby pink. Yeah. yeah. Did you have one, Kathy? Uh, yeah, but it was just black, so, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. So I pushed the boat out a wee bit. Quirky, quirky blue. <laughs> <laughs> so, you contacted us a few months ago about being featured on the podcast. What led you to us, and why did you feel that you wanted to share your thoughts? Um, I thought that what you're doing is very relevant in the industry today um, and very important. Um, I'm also a really huge advocate of supporting new businesses and helping to people to grow. So any support that I can give for anyone that I can, I will offer it. That's great. Thank you for the support. So being an agent is quite a specific job. Um, talk us through both of your experiences with the arts and how you got to being an agent. Go on. Shall I go? Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I was a performer. I worked mostly in musical theatre, West End tours, uh, for over ten years, um, and then I started to, I don't know what the word is. Um, become less excited about the work I was doing. So um, I started to think about maybe venturing into something new, um, and agenting had always been something that I'd thought I might be interested in. So I applied for an internship at uh, an agency in central London, and I got the job, and I went and did that for three months, um, and then they offered me a part-time position after that, which I did alongside still a little bit of auditioning because I didn't really know what I was doing um, and teaching and things. And then that uh, snowballed to a full-time job not long after, which I just kind of grabbed with both hands because I thought I was really lucky um, and I was really grateful. So I just ran with it um, and uh, I loved it, thank goodness. (laughs) Um, And then uh, that eventually led me to 
come to Becky. But um, I just was really lucky that I stopped performing, found something that I loved, and uh, hopefully it's paying off, I think. <laughs> um, I was a performer as well. Um, I started out as a ballerina, tried to be a ballerina. Um, <laughs> Um, I then went into, I moved over into musical theatre. I had a lot of injuries as a ballet dancer. Um, I took some time out and did some teaching. And then when I recovered, I auditioned for Cats and got it. And that was it. And then I was in the musical theatre field. Um, I reached an age where I did start to degrade <laughs> quite quite drastically. Um, physically, just couldn't, couldn't keep doing it. Um, and it took me quite a while to find my feet. I would say it was a process of about two years of uh, teaching and thinking about different things of what I could possibly do. I thought about all sorts. Um, and then I applied to be an assistant at an agency in central London, did that. Um, and I was there for about three and a half, almost four years, I think, and started to help build up a list there of clients. And yeah, it was just, I just appeared to be quite good at it. And it just, it just happened, yeah, absolutely. So, Becky, the agency is named after you. Um, what made you set up your own rather than continuing trying to get to the top of another agency that you were working for? Um, good question. I just think, I mean, I'm quite creative and I like, to, I like to try things. I like to challenge myself and I like, to, I like things to be constantly evolving. Um, and I think coming out on my own was a way of doing that. And there's so much to do, you know, in running a business by yourself. It's not just the agenting. There's so much other stuff. You know, there's the website design. There's, you know, there's all the accounting side. There's just so many different factors that it appealed to me more than than working for someone else, I guess. Um, I'm also, I put quite a lot of pressure on myself. And um, when I work for other people, you know, I, I do have a constant worry about letting people down. And, and, I, and I work really hard and I think... Uh, working for myself is better for me because then the buck lies with me yeah. Yeah. you know I mean I'm not I'm not sitting sitting there panicking that I might have done something for someone else uh, you know it, it is my responsibility mm-hmm. and, and I quite like that yeah, I, thrive I thrive on it I do yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so obviously you both have um tremendous experience in the industry as performers and um, I think especially a lot of performers that I know who have been in the industry for a little while now are kind of, not everyone, but a few are coming to this realisation, okay, I don't know if the industry's right for me. You know, I like I like to have plans, I like to have money, I like to have an income, I like to have just... Mostly an income. That, yeah, and then mostly an income. Yeah. I like to have things set in stone. Yeah. What What would you... What advice would you offer to people that are maybe going through this change and, you know, and obviously that can bring a lot of unhappiness, you know, kind of, oh, what, what is my life doing? You know, would I be happier with this? I'll wait and see. What advice would you offer um, for people who are kind of going through that tricky phase? Because it is a huge, it's a huge thing to drop out of or, yeah. I think you just, oh, I don't know, you just have to keep pushing forwards and just trying different avenues until you find something that feels right. I know when I moved over, as they moved over um mentally it was really tough I went through a couple of years took me a couple of years to find my feet and mentally it was really really tough and, and I went through some really hard times um but you just have to keep trying different avenues until you find something that fits and 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 don't put too much pressure on yourself you, you you've probably been dreaming about your performing career since you were however mm-hmm. you know knee-high to a grasshopper mm-hmm. and and so it is hard when you get to a point and you go actually I don't know if I can do this anymore yeah. because you're not ready for it and it's no one prepares scary. you for it at college yeah. no one says right have you thought about what you're going to do when you're 40 um so just just take your time and, and explore different things and and if something doesn't work don't 
think that that's it you can't do it again you might you know take agencies for example you might go and work at one agency and think actually this is not for me and then you might go and work at a different agency and go oh no this is for me it might be a different type of agency it might there's so many different avenues that you can look at and just be really patient with it and give yourself a chance to yeah explore the options and I think um just adding on to that that in the in the interim we always say it when we meet people potential clients one of the things we always ask them is what their what they do for their out of work job as it were mm -hmm. because we think it's imperative to do something that makes you happy mm -hmm. um, and that gives you either satisfaction of of some form um, or something that you, you doesn't destroy your soul because uh, the longer you might be in that job the harder it is to go into the audition room and and show your best yeah. um, so I think that's the other thing so while you're maybe experimenting and trying different things it is important to make sure that you are mentally happy physically happy uh, across the board to allow yourself to find the happiness long term yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah so what is needed for a positive working environment? Us. <laughs> <laughs> Who should we start with? Uh, Becky, let's start with you. Uh, positive working environment. I think it needs to be supportive. I think you need to work with people that you get on with. I mean, you, you have to. If you're working with people that you don't get on with or that aren't supportive of your ambitions and, and what you want to achieve and helpful with that, that can be obviously quite negative. Um, God, what else? Creativity. Creativity. I think everybody has creativity within them and regardless of you know what job you're in I think you need a little bit of freedom within your role I know I'm very conscious with Danielle and Simon that I want them to be able to bring something to the table so that they're satisfied with what they're doing not just that I'm satisfied with what they're doing yeah. I, I think, think um, not uh, not feeling scared to voice your opinion um because you know if, if you work somewhere where it's very controlled and you're not allowed to have an opinion or it's always shouted down or something like that where you feel like you can say it and yes it might not always be agreed on <laughs> they might say no that's stupid Daniel stop saying that but actually you know you, you don't feel scared to so to say it freedom brainstorm and just really work brainstorm and really work together as a group yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so, so. Yeah. um so how do you um Put all this ama amazing supportive energy um, into your clients. You obviously both have been performers. You know how it feels. Um, what 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 is your kind of take on all that? How do you support your clients in the best way possible? We are very hands on with our clients. Uh, we're very contactable, um, and when it comes to auditions and things like that, we're supportive in the fact that we always ask if they're if they're prepared, if they need any help with their preparation. If anyone's having a panic, let us know. You know, do you need? Uh, help with your song choices or what you're going to wear or how you're going to do your hair all that kind of stuff um, we do workshops with our clients to make sure that we see them a few times a year if we can and make sure that um, that we know they're okay and that they're okay um, and they know that we're here um, what else um, I think just generally being there you know if someone's got a problem or they are feeling down I think you know we're always happy for them to pick up the phone and let us know we'd rather know about it and, and talk it through with us, go for a coffee with them and, and see if there's a way around what, you know, a way around how they're feeling or any inspiration we can give them to, or a bit of motivation they might be needing, any, any support. The main thing is talking about it and being, uh, feeling that you can talk to your agent or someone mm -hmm. about it if, if you think that they can help you, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So what would you say um, the 
three main, there's probably quite a lot of challenges, but the three <laughs> main challenges of being an agent are, what would they be if you could knuckle it down? Um, <laughs> massive question. Yeah, massive question. Um, I feel like my number one would be uh, remaining calm. Um, you know, it's, it's always very easy, especially because, you know, we are dramatic. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, it's important to stay calm and in the heat of the moment to really think it through professionally and make sure that you're giving the best advice for the scenario rather than just what your immediate gut feeling is. You know, think it through as an agent and really go, okay, so how are we going to do this? Um, so staying calm. Number two, uh, challenges. Uh, that kind of ties in without the frustration of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if somebody's not available and you really want to get them to a casting, it's it, that that's the challenge of not being frustrated and trying to understand it from everyone's point of view. Yeah. You know, we're just gunning for our performance to work. So obviously we're going to sit here and be like, we just want you to go to everything. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just can't make it work. You know, you can't get out of a show to go to an audition. You can't do this. And you just have to be able to let that go and not get frustrated. Yeah, that is quite a big challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, challenge. Um, um, the challenge of not waking up at 3 a.m. and thinking it all through for hours. <laughs> And hours. That's a challenge. Yeah, not being able to switch off. Yeah, that's a massive challenge. Yeah, you know, your clients are. Uh, I mean, that's dramatic. All the time, you know. Yeah, you know, the clients are our business, so we're going to think about them. And if something's going on that they're worried about, then we're going to worry about it. So it's a challenge. Not you know, you can't just leave the room at six o'clock and go right done. You're going to be thinking about it. I mean, we're WhatsApping each other every evening going, oh, have you... Oh. And then the other one's saying, stop working. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything to add to those? Uh, no, that was really good. Uh, yeah. So obviously with that that pressure and then not being able to switch off, um, you guys are technically responsible for a lot of people's careers. Yeah. Um, well, not technically, you are. And... Um, <laughs> Um, and in this increasingly oversaturated industry um, where there's so many actors and not enough work for all those actors to work, um, what kind of responsibility do you feel towards your clients and does that weigh on your mind? Yeah, would you like to start, Daniel? Yeah. Um, it, massively. We feel responsible um, in every way, really, yeah. because it's, you know, it's, up, it's up to us to, to get the actor into the room it's up to them to get the job once they're in the room yeah. but we're the ones that open those doors and you know Becky and I as we said we're very hands-on we're very conscientious we work really hard to try and make it happen and if it's not happening then we we try and look at ways to improve that why it might not be um uh, but it is God, it never goes, does it? That responsibility. <laughs> it's a huge responsibility, and and like when we were performers, I know you know I know how I was with my agents, and and how you just want to you just want to do it so well, and you want all your clients to work. You never take a client on not wanting them to work. So you are a hundred percent responsible, and they're relying on you. Um, and we just do everything we can. And and we're and we're always very honest with our clients as well. Yeah. So if something's not working, we will be honest about it in in as nice a way as we can and constructive way as we can. We'll be honest, um, and, and you know we won't just let someone sit there for years on end that's not doing something because I just think that's so unfair. It's your yeah. it's your life. So if we can't, if it turns out that we can't provide the opportunity someone needs, then then we'll let them know that. I think it's only fair, and that's yeah, I think so. So giving a no must be really difficult. Um, how do you let this affect you um, on a day-to-day -day basis? 
It's very hard. Um, you can't, actually. You have to get to a point where you can't let it affect you. Um, but it does. Um, and, you know, Becky and I are quite uh, strict on the fact that anyone that we do meet and we do we do have to give them a no or we feel that maybe they're not the right fit for us. More often than not, it's nothing to do with talent. It's just that we don't, either we don't think we can get them the work that they're necessarily right for um, or there just wasn't a, 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 what's the word, a gel, mm -hmm. do you think, maybe? And in a, in a feel, it's a feeling, I think. Um, but we always let everyone know and um, we are more than happy and willing to give constructive feedback to anyone if they so wish <laughs> to have it <laughs> we do not thrust it upon them um <laughs> uh, but yeah it is hard to not let it affect you um because obviously of course you want to say yes to everyone um but I think it's the same we have to treat it in the same way that an actor treats the no's they sometimes don't even get from yeah. an audition you know you have to pick yourself up you go back in you do it again don't you so it's kind of it works in the same way I think yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I think in the respect as well of, of um, you know, if you talk about giving a no from a casting, so if you're passing that on to a client, um, that obviously affects us daily. Hopefully not yeah. too often. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we're waiting for an answer to come in, I mean, I'm just literally at home just checking my phone every five seconds and, you know, you feel it and you, and you do pass it on to the clients and it's hard to pass it on to them because you know how upset they're going to be. We've been there. I know what it feels like not to get a job. It's, you know, you're really gunning for it and you, and you are devastated. Um, so all we can do is just be there and say, you know, moving on, you did a great job. You did really well to get that far. And that's it. On, on onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Yeah. It's, all you, it's all you can do, isn't it? Focus on the future, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's why it's so great to be here today and um, talking to you ladies, because obviously as an, ac um, as an actor, people just like you're one client in a in a massive kind of box in an agency not in a box but in a massive group in an agency and you know looking around all the headshots on the walls like you you're going through that that same process of checking your emails yeah. like even more so than the actor is and I feel yeah. like um obviously as actors yourself we don't take that into consideration and I think um that's often when there comes a separation between the actor and and the agent and that needs to be kind of um, what's the word? It kind of it, it needs to be kind of shed a light on that that you go through everything probably ten times worse yeah. than what what the actors do because you have this you you're like the little fairy godmother you you want them to do well you want them to get a job yeah yeah and I think this is going to be a really important podcast for people to hear because you don't often get to know what your agent's thinking and like yeah and looking at all these lovely people on the wall like why wouldn't why wouldn't you want them all to to work it's and as you said before you don't take anyone on if you don't think that you can get them the right kind of work and that's that's how it works and yeah. so of course you're you're trying your hardest for for everyone and putting yeah putting everything into it yeah well I'm sure you do as well Daniel when you were when we were actors you know you just don't you just don't think of that you don't think of your agent going through all of that you're really you're so focused on how you're feeling and not in a selfish way but because you have to be for your career you just don't no, you don't. You're just like this person on the end of the phone that's getting you castings, and, do, and you're not really... It's, it's hard to grasp it, I yeah, think. Um, so obviously, body image is something that many actors struggle with, um, including myself. And um, your, your casting can be massively affected by just as simple as what you look like. How do you approach these kinds of issues with your clients, knowing that it's a subject that can massively affect mental health? 
Um, I think very carefully. Um, you've got to be mindful, obviously, um, of anything that can affect a mental attitude in any way because you just you just got to be so careful. Um, and I think uh, from our point of view, if, if there was a conversation that needed to be had on anything, then you know we would we would probably bring the actor in or you know maybe speak to them on the phone and try and get them into the room so we could speak to them and see how they're feeling, where it's maybe stemmed from, where it's coming from. Um, Becky and I are big advocates on fitness and nutrition anyway. Um, so we would hope that we would be able to guide them in the right way and give them constructive, I don't know, uh, tips yeah. to maybe help them um, to improve in fitness and, and do it that way as opposed to making it a negative thing. I think the important thing is to make it a positive um, influence, but, you know, and also an actor as well has to be uh, mindful that they are they are fit because they have to be fit to do their job as well as, uh, as, well as making sure that they are mentally well as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, do you have? We're in a very specific industry. You know, you've brought the question up because it is so specific to our industry that you know people don't get jobs because of what they look like, um, and it's unfortunate. But that's you know, you just have to be as supportive as you can and motivational. Motivational is a good word, I suppose. Yeah, I think, and just you know, help people get to where they want to be and where they need to be to get the roles that they want to do. I think and just you know and be there along the way and, and don't just you, you know you just you can't be nasty about it and vindictive about it it has to be that doesn't help anyone doesn't help anyone you know um and and just just being supportive I think I think just being best. supportive absolutely yeah help and hopefully a little bit inspirational yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah I think it's such a hard subject for example when I was training I, I, um, I put on a lot of weight due to stress and I remember um, being in a room and literally being asked you know you've put on weight you won't work because of it and it wasn't massively like I wasn't I wasn't big but I'd, I'd gained weight so I think it's all about it, it's a hard subject because if, if that was approached in a way that was you know your fitness is lacking a bit you know we want you to be the best that you can be you know it, it's all about the wording and how how easy it is to say something wrong and how like that still affects me to this day do you know what I mean and it car carries and, with and you all they needed to do was just change the way they worded it exactly. and offer you the support and and you know a, a, a way of um helping you to get to where you needed to be yeah. as opposed to just spouting off and not actually getting anything out of it apart yeah, from I mean, stress I look back to when I trained so I mean I trained as a ballerina at a ballet school and it's notorious for eating disorders and, and all that side of stuff and mental health issues. And there, there was just no support. You were, you were literally just told, you're too fat, you're too this. You're too, but there was never any, well, why don't we make up a plan where you do this at the gym and have you thought about this or seeing so-and-so? And I think that's the way it needs to be approached. You know, I think, obviously, you know, in, as a dancer, you, you have to be physically fit. Um, and that doesn't mean skinny. No, yeah. it doesn't mean skinny. You have to be strong. You have to be yeah, strong. It doesn't mean Absolutely, skinny. no. Yeah, being fit doesn't mean skinny. It's about being uh, strong and healthy and fit for purpose, so that you're, you know, you can do eight shows a week for a year, and you're not going to be too ill to continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think 
I don't want to say children at colleges, they're not children, but <laughs> at that age, you don't, you don't know how to achieve that. How can you know how to achieve it? You know, you're tired and you're just going to classes all the time and you're not thinking about it. You're probably just having a pot noodle at lunchtime. Um, <laughs> Oh, I have. I've had quite a few. <laughs> I wouldn't anymore, but I did. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think it's I think it's good for people to be honest about it and, and face it and broach it. I think it, I think that should happen, but I think there's a, a lot more constructive ways of doing it. Yeah, and making a plan making a plan of action. With goals. With goals. Achievable goals. Yeah, sure. So as we said at the start of the podcast, we are gratefully sponsored by King Manual Therapy. Stephen is a manual therapist who specialises in myofascial release, and Scarlett and myself are both here with him at his clinic today. Hello, Stephen. Hi, Scarlett. How are you feeling after your treatment? I feel really, really good. I had quite a lot of back tension and neck tension, I think you would say. Stephen just kind of shuggled me all up. That's a technical term. (laughs) So it was something that I wanted to start in 2019 in order to look after my mental health as I carry quite a lot of stress around my body. Um, And Stephen's clinic is such a supportive, safe and funny atmosphere. He offers top banter as well throughout his treatments. It's been a really great thing to do in 2019 for me. And I went for a vocal massage last week and having put off going for vocal massages for years because I've heard about how painful they are, I can confidently say that it was completely pain-free and I felt so much better after it and I think that there is a big link between looking after your mental health and looking after your physical health as well. So Stephen, if people would like to book in with you, where can they find you? So you can find me at kingmanualtherapy.com and there's a whole little booking system there. You can just schedule, come and see me, come say hi. We'll work out what we can do. And um, you can find me on Twitter. You'll find me, King Manual Therapy, and uh, Instagram, also King Manual Therapy. I feel like that's really unimaginative. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you check it out. At the end of this podcast, we have a little discount for you from Stephen. So make sure you listen to the end to find out how you can redeem the offer. So let's get on to auditions. Um, If a client has what they perceive to be a terrible audition, um, and I did read your blog on your website, which was like, you can't be bad if you're talented, but like just not to your 100%. Um, If a client has a, in quotation marks, terrible audition, what would you want them to say to you? Um, Often actors feel that they have to be really positive about how things have gone and be like, yeah, this was great, this was good, this might have been a bit interesting, but how do you think that um, clients should come to you? Or how would you like your clients to come to you and say how the audition has gone? I mean, I'm just, I'm just one of those people that just wants people to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if a client has walked out of an audition and it's been horrendous, I just want them to tell me it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll work through that. We'll talk about why was it horrendous and how are we going to make it better next time and then look at, what, did we put them in for the wrong thing? Was it, you know, why was, what was the whole situation that made it that or was it just nerves? Um, I just think it's pointless faking it. Yeah. Saying, well, it was great, you know, it was lovely, but uh, it just didn't work out this time. That hasn't taught me anything and I don't think it's taught the actor anything. Mm-hmm. I think you need to be, um, what's the word, constructively critical, critical of yourself. Yeah. Self-critical. To, self-critical, that's it. Um, to... So, so that to learn, you, to learn and, and, and keep improving as you go along. And if we don't know what's happened in that room, then we can't be part of that improvement because we're not going to know how to help you yeah, with yeah, the next yeah. one. I was going to say, even in terms of like, so many actors suffer from addition anxiety um, and you can be the most incredible performer, you know, in every single way and you can walk in that room and just fall apart. And, you know, that, that can be seen as, oh gosh, how did I tell my agent that? And it's just, it's just that honesty. And yeah, it's... 
it's, it's such a hard one. It's such a hard one. Yeah. I mean, I uh, definitely should have been sponsored by Rescue Remedy when I was auditioning. Um, I definitely had that. Um, but I do think it's very important to have a relationship with your agent that you feel that you can call them and tell them that. Um, because if, if it is a problem that you're anxious and you're going in and you're falling apart, then A, we need to know that because we, we want to be able to support you through it. Because also, if you just keep going in and falling apart, what's going to happen is the casting directors will lose faith in you and they shouldn't lose faith in you because you still have talent and you still have the ability. And actually, when you got on stage, I'm sure those nerves will probably never be there. Um, and actually, it can, be very, it can be very easily fixed, anxiety in auditions, with a little bit of work and a little bit of support. But if you're not able to, to communicate that, the agent will just keep submitting you for work. You'll keep getting called in to a point or you then might not get called in because people don't trust in your talent. So I think you do have to have to uh, find someone that you can speak to and that you're comfortable with who will be able to help you with it. And if you can't, if you can't share that anxiety with someone, then you're going to be putting so much pressure on yourself and it's going to get worse and that is going to affect your mental health. Definitely, you have to be able to talk it through with someone and, and your agent is that person. I, I think they need to know about it. So another kind of client question, um, if a client wants to take a few months off for for whatever reason, um, how would you start that conversation? I think that actors worry that if they take a lot of time away that they're just going to get dropped. Um, how, would, how would you guys approach that? Um, I think that firstly it would probably be the client who approached us about it if they were feeling like they needed to take time off. If there was a case of something that we were worried about, then we would always start with a phone call or an email to get a meeting in and get them in front of us so we can have a conversation about it. Um, but we would never drop anyone on the basis of mental health. Absolutely not. And I think if anyone did, then I, I think I would be quite mean, <laughs> to be honest, and very unsupportive and probably not going to help the actor at all. Um, and actually, we have had experiences of, of clients who've taken breaks for mental health um, uh, and 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 had to leave contracts as well for mental health and you know we hope that we've handled it in the best way um, you know constant communication checking in that they're okay asking for regular updates um, and that their place on our books is always open should they feel ready to get back in the audition room which we hope they would do um, yeah, sometimes you know, sometimes they've, they've come back to us and, and they haven't got back to a place where they want to go back into the audition room, yeah. and then you know, obviously we'll part ways. But generally, that's from them. That's from from them. It's not from us. It, I mean, nothing. Having a mental health problem doesn't take away their talent. Doesn't change how we view their talent. Yeah. They're still talented people. Um, so if you know, if they need a break, then they need a break, and we understand that it's a vicious industry, and sometimes you just do need to go and regroup and bring it back together and they'll probably come back a stronger person for it yeah. I think absolutely obviously it seems you you seem absolutely amazing and all the support you offer your clients and um, in terms of mental health within the industry what do you think from an agent's point of view that should kind of be done across the board that all agents should be offering because I, I know obviously some agents are ahead some agents aren't mm -hmm. some pe people are just getting into it and um, what what advice would you offer to to other agencies or even businesses that want to support any sort of clients regarding mental health? Uh, 
think having open communication is the biggest thing. Um, being contactable and being open to listening and um, open to advice. Obviously, we would always refer anyone to go to their GP if they are feeling unwell in any way. Um, that has to be the first step. Um, but again, you know, if you just want to come in and if you just want to call us and have a cry, if you just want to come in and cry at us, we don't care. Um, but I think, yeah, communication is probably the, the first and most important thing. It's very easy as an agent to, to get stressed and, 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 and we're really busy and we're working all the time and it can get on top of agents. Um, and I think you still have to be mindful that you have to be looking out for your clients, even if everything else is going wrong. If someone is there and they're not quite right, you're just going to have to take that bit of time and, and, and help deal with it. it. Yeah. I think so, and it is tough because there is a lot going on and it can be really tricky, but you have to just kind of take a moment to make sure that you have thought about everyone yeah. and what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, ladies, what do you both do to keep on top of your mental health? I go to the gym a lot. I do a lot of exercise. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that I've been one of those people that has had mental health issues in my past I think a lot of people a lot of performers do um you go through a lot of ups and downs and and the thing that keeps me going is is exercise I just find it really helpful the difference in me in a day if I go to the gym in the morning before work and not going is actually quite dramatic yeah it gets your endorphins going and it makes you feel like you've done something you've achieved something even if you just sit on a bike for 20 minutes you've done something and I just think it's important to do something for yourself um and you know, and just try not to be too tough on yourself. I mean, I'm the worst person the for worst. that. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm really bad for it. I'm bad, but you're worse. Yeah, really bad. And I'll be hard on myself at the gym. But I think just doing something different, really, out of your, out of what, you know, what your career is. Yeah, yeah. Really. Space. space, a bit of space. Uh, mine's the same. Exercise, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exercise is really important for me and my mental health. I, I have to do it. Um, I do notice a massive difference if I don't take the time to exercise. And it's really hard to fit it in. We both, yeah. both work full time. Yeah. I've got a toddler. <laughs> so, yeah, it is hard, but I have to make the time. Otherwise, I do notice a huge shift. And I, I know not everyone responds to exercise. I know everyone finds their own thing. But for me, it works. And spending time with my family, yeah. my little girl and my husband. That's, they're the most important things for us. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. So what do you wish people knew about being an agent? really tricky <laughs> what do I wish people knew about being an agent um I wish they knew that we were human yeah. you know we are yes it's a business and we're running a business but we are human and we and we go through the same ups and downs we have the same emotions we have bad days when we're not feeling well you know and we have things you know we have we have lives outside of work which might affect us and I just wish people could sometimes remember that that we, we are human, we're not yeah. robots, we're not just here ticking boxes, we're, we're right there with the clients and we're right there, but we have things in our lives as well that we might be dealing with, so sometimes if something is said a little bit harshly or something goes out wrong, that might be because of something that's happening in our lives, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think. Um, I think another thing that I wish people knew was um, that we are, I think we've explained it already yeah. quite a lot, but how emotionally involved we are yeah. and um, that it, how it, much it does affect us when you don't get a job or when you don't get a recall or when you do get a job like we are we are literally right it's like it happened to us <laughs> like, you know, 
know. We're like, woohoo. Um, and I, I, do, I do think sometimes actors do forget that, that um, yeah. how emotionally involved we are. It's just that kind of industry, isn't it? You've always got to look like you're in complete control and everything's going so well and everything's wonderful. And especially as agents, you know, you see other people, everything's great, everything's great, you know. But, you know, it's... Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. I mean, obviously, you can't always sit there and say that. It's not. But um, it's not. You know, we we are just like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) So for graduates who are about to embark into the industry... Obviously, it's it's such a massive kind of shock to the system. You know, we're revolving performers. We've all been there. What advice would you would you give to any actor um, or performer going into the industry? I think the the main thing um, for agents. I remember my third year. The massive stress upon everyone was: I need to get an agent. I need to get an agent. I need to get an agent. And it, it was amazing to kind of see how everyone's mental he- like it does it massively affects your mental health you know seeing other people in your year like get signs and then maybe you you don't and that can really affect you it's like okay well do I keep going do I quit like where do I start and it, it yeah and it already starts and it's such a huge thing and um you know even even for myself that's prob- that's where a lot of my stress and anxiety came from it was like okay I need, I need to find the agent ah wait, where's the agent blah, blah 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 and all this what advice would you offer for for graduates you know about to embark into the the industry um obviously there's a massive pressure to sign with agents but I think the most important thing is just to be as proactive yourself as you can be be prepared just be prepared, as prepared as you can be. Have your headshots, have your spotlight, know what classes you're going to go to when you graduated, know what your course of action is, try and know what your out-of-work job's going to be. Um, you know, if you don't get an agent straight away, it's not the end of the world. Lots of people don't get agents straight away and they still work for years. I didn't have an agent for the first four years of my career. So it's not, it's just not, it wasn't relevant. Um, obviously, in some scenarios, you do really need one to open doors but as long as you're proactive and you're and you've got your eyes open you can contact casting directors yourself you can write to people there's nothing stopping you um so don't that is not the end of the world at all just just keep doing what you're doing and, and as working as hard as you can to just keep going yeah. Yeah. i think um, I always say uh, to, we go into a lot of colleges to um, either do workshops or audition students, et cetera, et cetera. And we often do Q&As, don't we? And, yeah. and things like that. And the biggest thing I, I try to give them is how important it is to find structure and routine for them when they leave college. Because it's the one thing that you don't get taught is that you you know you go in every day you're doing classes 10 till eight till six what time do they go to college I don't know (laughs) Monday to Friday I I always say 10 till six it's never that it's all it's like eight isn't it 8 30 ballet 8 30 um you know and I think that that's gone isn't it you know when you leave you wake up on Monday and you've got nowhere to go it's like when you finish a job isn't it um and I think I always try to get across to to new graduates how important it is to fill their day are you going to go to the gym are you going to have a job when are you going to work what classes are you going to do have you got a singing teacher xyz you know what open auditions are you going to go to to try and get yourself out there because that is what can destroy it for you so early on because you're not you're not in the industry you're just sat there not not doing anything so I think it's really important to get a grasp of that as soon as you leave college So before we came here today, we noticed that you guys had done a live Instagram. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, once I'd worked out how to start a live video. (laughs) 
took me a while. Yes, yeah, so we do once a month, uh, normally the last Friday, one o'clock um, of every month, we do Free Advice Friday. Um, and we invite people to either join us on our live stream, say hi and um, drop us any questions. Or if you're not able to, to join the live stream, then email or send us them on social media. Um, and basically, we're just industry-related questions. We just kind of want to help as many people as we can. Um, so, you know, if you've got anything that you think, oh, God, I wonder if this would work or I wonder if that would, you know, just ask us log on or email us and we will hopefully do our best to answer you um and we're hoping that more and more people are going to kind of log on or at least click onto our social media so that we can answer their questions and and give out the advice that we we think is 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 important and in need and needed in the industry i mean everybody everybody needs help no one, know, no one knows everything. So even if it's a really, what you might think is a stupid question, it probably isn't because if you need to know the answer, it's you know it's a relevant question, isn't it? Even if you want to send a headshot and go, you know, does this colour look good on me? <laughs> Anything you like, some you know, it's, it's always good to get opinions from people, and and we're happy to answer any questions and yeah. just hopefully give some knowledgeable advice. <laughs> I think it's um that's particular particular. Oh my goodness, particularly, thanks ladies, um, <laughs> useful for uh, graduates as well who maybe don't have an agent and you know obviously there are, there's lots of workshops that you can go where you can meet agents but you have to pay a hefty fee and um, so um, for anyone listening this is absolutely great. We did have some questions for um, some people that messaged us prior to this. Um, so the first one was, um, what is the best way to get new representation without any noticeable credit or currently being in something um, that they can watch you in? Showreel footage. I think showreel footage uh, doesn't have to be professional, but just get yourself, you know, if get yourself in your kitchen and sing a song on your phone. <laughs> or however you can do it, That you know, how, depending on what your budget is. Um, just, and what your skills are. And what your skills are, absolutely. We just need to see something and, um, and that's it. And just a nice, polite email just saying why you're interested in the agency. That's always nice rather than just a general email. blanket email. Something a little bit personal to show that you've looked at the website, you know what kind of work we do, why you, why you think you might fit in with the agency. And then just something that demonstrates the talent that you have. I think um, it's really important to, to think you know, it, it's one thing sending your spotlight link or your CV and, and all that and your headshot, which is lovely. Obviously, we do need to see that. But at the end of the day, an agent needs to know what you're capable of. And it's not a test. It's not because we're like, we must hear a sing. It's because we need to know where you fit in the industry. And, you know, if they haven't seen you or heard you, then how how can they represent you fully? Um, so, yeah, it's, it doesn't need to be an edited fully, uh, you know, studio sound. It doesn't need that. It just needs, you know, you with a backing track or a piano or just some dance footage in a studio in, in, your, le in your leggings and your top. It doesn't matter. Just so we can get an idea of what you can do. I think that's a really important point as well because um, I think a, a couple of years ago um, when everyone was like searching for aid, a, agents upon graduation, it was okay, well, I need to go and spend £200 a vocal reel. I need to get um, a professional show reel. And it's like, you don't. You really don't have to put yourself into debt for to do that. Um, so the second question was, uh, do you like it when we email you? Um, I think this was regarding to castings, yeah. chasing up castings and saying, P push me for this, push me for that. Is that something that you like or... I like to know that the clients are thinking about it and that they're there and they're and they're being proactive. We've already done it. You know, yeah, absolutely. Really um, I think 
I think clients can sometimes be mindful that they're not going to be right for everything. So a push for every single thing is, is just unrealistic and it's not going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, we like to know that our clients are, are thinking about when the next audition is and, and getting prepared for it. And if they just email us and say, OK, is there anything coming up? Someone want to know what songs to be working on. Then, then I know that that client's working and, and being proactive. You've got to be, um, we always say you have to use your push cards wisely. So if you want to make a push for a client, you have to know that they are right, really right for that project. And you can't push every client for every project because, as you know, we're all so different. You're not going to be right for everything. Um, and I think you, do, you have to be mindful of your casting type and, and the kind of shows that you're going to be in. And you have to really uh, treat them with respect and they're valuable. You know, you can't just throw them around like anything yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely so the last question that we, we received was what's the best advice you could give to someone who needs representation but has been out of work for almost two years due to an injury that is really tough I think really you need to look at how you're going to market yourself because you've obviously got a gap in your CV um, generally we say I know it's financial we generally we say a new headshot make sure your CV is looking great and you've taken off anything that might not be relevant to what you're looking to do um, you don't need to put every single credit on your CV it's not your life history it's about getting you through the door so it needs to be relevant um, and just being prepared to go and if you've had an injury just making sure that you are fully recovered and like we talked about before being fit and ready to work so that you've got your strength back um, and then everyone and then everyone will know they've got faith in you because you're prepared you're turning up and you've got everything ready to go and and, and you are a business and you're saying okay I'm good now yeah. and this is it rather than oh well I, I want to get back into it but I haven't done this and I haven't done this and I haven't done this I think yeah I think in terms of trying to get representation um with a gap uh as long as you've you've applied in the right way and you, you've got footage for them to watch. As long as you're at the standard of that footage, it's, it's current and not old before your injury, yeah. um, and an agent has taken an interest in that capability, you, you, what you've got to hope is that you are worth that email to the casting director to flag and just say, you know, he's been, he's been out of action for a little while, but he's back now raring to go. We think he's really right for this. Um, but, you know, a lot of agents have open auditions as well. So if you are looking to get back in the room and, and you're ready and raring to go, then keep your eye out for things like that because that might be a way of you getting in front of an agent where they might not have been able to consider you before as well. Yeah. And you guys have open auditions. We do. That was seamless, wasn't it? <laughs> so seamless. Uh, we have got open auditions um, and we're very excited. <laughs> Brilliant. Last question. Question. I have the honour this week. Uh, could you walk into a room, or do you think someone should be able to walk into a room and say, I'm having a bad mental health day? Um, I think in terms of being an agent, yes. I mean, I could definitely walk into this room and tell everyone if I was having a bad mental health day. We'd all probably all have a little laugh together. And <laughs> cup of tea cup, <laughs> cup of tea and a biscuit have a chat it through um yes so I could walk into a room and do that absolutely Danielle could walk into this room and do that without anyone that works here could um in general terms to walk it for for a client to walk into a room and say I'm having a mental health day I think absolutely with us they could um I don't know in a casting situation whether it's appropriate I think it's uh, I think it's something that could be flagged up to the team at a later date, if it needed to be discussed, um, and you know if there were, if it might potentially cause an issue with a job. Um, but I think really in in a casting situation, it's about being there to do the casting and and getting the job done. 
I think actually it's it's no carrying on from that. I think it's just it's it's our responsibility to get you into the room. So if we if you're feeling like you've got a bad mental health day and you you think God I can't I don't know if I can call us, and we will help you get through it. You know so that you don't have to feel like you need to walk in and 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 say that because hopefully we've got you feeling confident and feeling ready and feeling happy. And if you're not then we can also talk about that. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's when it's appropriate and, and if it's the right kind of room and it's safe for you yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah sure. Amazing. <laughs> so, as always, we finished with a little game called Finish the... Sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Becky, let's start with you. In the future, I want... To be diverse. <laughs> the best thing about being an agent is... Uh, the creativity and the contact. The first thing I do when I walk into the office is... Smile. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. <coughs> Positivity to me is... Happiness. My guilty pleasure is... Wine. <laughs> <laughs> if I could offer actors one piece of advice, it would be... Be ready. Okay, we're both going to ask you this one. My favourite press night drink is Prosecco. <laughs> Espresso martini. Ooh, amazing. <laughs> Becky and Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I can't wait for everyone to hear this. I think it's, it's going to be um, great insight into what it's like to be an agent. And you're our first agents on the podcast, so Woo! woohoo. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. As we said earlier in the podcast, we have an offer for you. Stephen from King Manual Therapy is offering a 20% discount for 10 lucky listeners of any treatment of their choice. All you need to do is send out a tweet tagging us at Industry Minds UK and Stephen at King Manual Therapy. And make sure you use the hashtags Juicy Discount and Free The Voice. The first 10 people to tweet will be eligible for the discount and we will be in touch with how you can redeem your offer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Industry Minds. We wanted to make our listeners aware of the services that we offer. We are lucky to have the support of our counsellor, Mary Birch. Mary offers a private telephone or Skype service 24-7 and completely free of charge. She's also holding one-on-one sessions at a creator-friendly price of £25. So if you are interested, please get in touch. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit the subscribe button. You can also rate and review us on Apple. We want to reach as many creatives as we can, and this isn't possible without ratings from our lovely listeners. Share, tell a friend, and please continue to spread the word, as it really could help someone. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you very, very soon.